What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? I'm great, Juliet. How are you? I'm also great. You know, I got back from Thanksgiving, sort of like post-holiday blues, just like, uh, back to work, and now it's the holiday season, so much going on. And then I had the genuine honor of attending the Gotham Awards last night, yeah. which was at Cipriani, in Wall Street. Street, right? Yeah. Yes. Formerly in a, formerly a bank, now a restaurant. And I was around a lot of celebrities and it was an amazing pick-me-up. Everyone should go to a celebrity event the Monday after Thanksgiving. So we rescheduled Jam Session primarily just to talk in depth about <laughs> your awards show <laughs> experience. And I received some text messages live from the event, but... Really, I just, we're debriefing and it's you okay. and me right now. Great. So I want to start. So Wait, you went to the, Can we just ahead. start with what the Gotham Awards are? And can That's you what explain? I was going to say. We were like, <laughs> you're going to the Gotham Awards, which are a, an independent awards banquet that honor movies and television. And for many years, there was like a budget cap on mm. the films that could be eligible for the Gotham Awards. And that was removed this year, which resulted in the notable nomination of Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Performance. There are, there's just a Best Lead Performance and Best Supporting Performance. They're not separated by by gender. And the Gotham Awards are sort of the kickoff of awards season, at least as it is geared towards the Oscars. Right. I, I got that distinct impression. And I yes. thought about I just I thought about with every person I encountered who I knew 
of because they're famous. I was like, why are you here? And yeah. the answer was always campaigning um, for awards. Campaigning, yeah. Just or like doing doing their job to promote their film. Yes. And especially since the Gothmores are coming so soon after the SAG strike. Yes actors are, for the moment at least, as we're recording, we don't know whether they voted it through or not, but at this moment, actors are allowed to be promoting their films. Right, so they're back to work. they're taking the opportunity. Right. And many did. I mean, I was thinking about it. I think this is the most celebrities that have ever been around at one time. Okay. It was, like, very star-studded. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so you went to the Gotham Awards, but first we have to talk about what you wore to the Gotham Awards. Oh, wow, okay. Why not? Sure, yeah, sure. There was some... I thought you looked lovely. I got a photo. Thank you. Thank you you so much. There was some planning that went into this. It was a black tie event. Black tie event, which is also the first year it's black tie, by the way. Okay. It was not previously. So I guess without the the budget cap also goes the fashion cap. Yeah. Or I guess it goes higher. I wore a dress by MacDougall, which I've never heard of before, but they make really lovely dresses. So thank you so much. It was long. And long-sleeved a, pattern. It had a slit. And in the, this photo you sent me, you had sort of an Angelina Jolie red carpet thing going with the leg. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was, try, I was trying to, to channel my inner red carpet. Yeah, it worked out great. You know what? I like dressing up. I just want to note, if you have future black tie events in New York, or really anywhere, I will attend. I've been known to travel for a party, so... I'm here to to accept your invitation. Is it the dressing up? Is it the black? T- is it the past apps? Like, what's what's drawing you to the occasions? Well, I as I think we've discussed, I like talking to strangers, so I like yeah. being in a big room where I could just like talk to a lot of people, which I did. Definitely was a reminder of my time in Los Angeles, where most interactions are transactional, and the other sure. person is trying to figure out what you can do for them. But you know what? That's fine. Whatever I'm here yeah. for it in this in small doses. That's Hollywood for you. And I like dress. I like a black tie event because I I like not having to wonder if you're too dressed up. Like I I think that like with many okay. dressy events, it's like oh is this a pro like is this the right dress code? With black tie, you don't really have to wonder. Especially like a Monday night, you don't have to wonder. And also, also if all the men. But with black tie, it means all the men will basically be wearing like tuxedos or like a fancy suit that really elevates the level of fanciness and I just like appreciate it. So yeah, that's great. Also love a past app, love an open bar. Okay. As I just told you I've sworn off wine. And so I was just having vodka soda, splash of grapefruit juice. Oh, Grace. interesting. Because yeah. pineapple wasn't available. Correct. For and for newer listeners, the the Juliet <laughs> is a vodka soda with a splash of pineapple. And that's correct. Long-time listeners and friends of Juliet know to have pineapple juice on hand when Juliet is coming to an event. Thank you so much, Amanda. Yeah, the Jacoby is vodka soda splash of grapefruit. So I was having a Jacoby. Okay. And it was at Cipriani Wall Street, which is like a famed venue that I've actually never been to before. Nor I have not either. So that was pretty fun. And yeah, I just, I like to get dressed up. It's holiday season too. Like, let's do it. It seems great. Also, as you noted, a celebrity wretch environment. Okay, so you're dressed, you get there. Did mm-hmm. you walk the red carpet? No, of course okay. not. Well, I'm just, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Wasn't but invited just to, sure. wouldn't have wanted to. Okay, so then you walk in, set the scene for us. It's it's like a you walk in and you're immediately like in the venue. Like there's an entrance and then the tables begin. There's probably like 60 tables. It's like okay. a rectangular room. There's a stage in the front. The difference from like the back, like where the entrance is to the to the stage, is probably like twenty five to thirty feet. Like it's a pretty like intimate room. It's wider than it is deep, so like 
like from the side to side, it is there's like more space, but it's like feels pretty intimate. And like if you go to the bar, you go to the bathroom during the show, like you will see a celebrity. I was pretty close to the door, which was awesome because I got to see many of the A-listers walking in like right when the show was about to ev- to begin and I had a great view of them. So that was awesome. Okay. Cast apps, you know, like non-famous people get there early for the mingling. And then right. And there, so there's mingling around the tables. Mingling around the okay. tables, walking around. Amanda, they had pigs in a blanket. I love an event that's I love not it. above a pig in a blanket. They also had like a prime rib as like an app, like a like a like a little piece or maybe it was rack oh. of lamb or something. Like and you hold the little You hold it, which was bone. a no-go for me. But yeah. I liked it. It was heavy it was heavy food, which I also like for a celebrity heavy event. They're just like, fuck it. You're gonna okay. eat those guys. Right. It was was anyone actually eating? Very little eating happening. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So mingling and then what time does the show start? The show starts like seven or seven fifteen. And at about this time, about like three to four minutes before the show actually started, I tried to get like one last drink from the bar before we had to sit down. And the bar was closed. But so I like paused at the, and most people were sitting. I was with my friend Ashley. I paused at this like table and put my drink down and that was empty. And I was like, let's talk. And then we, not instantly let's talk. We just were like chatting for a second. And then somehow I felt some momentum. Okay. I looked the room I, shifted. The room shifted. I looked to my right, and there were not a lot of people around me and Ashley because almost everyone was seated and the bar was closed, so there was no reason to be standing over there. And I looked to my right, and Leonardo DiCaprio just comes walking towards me. And he's he walks right by us. It's probably a total of three to four seconds. Ashley reports that my face lit up. And she, I was in the middle of a sentence, and I saw him, and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> I was just so... Excited? Did he clock the, oh my God? No, definitely not. He was looking straight ahead. He was strictly business. I have, oh my God. He was looking straight ahead. He had a handler leading him somewhere. I think he came in the back and they were leading him to the red carpet and then he was going to come back in. Okay. And he was classic Leo black tie wearing a simple tuxedo, hair slicked back, nice, appropriate coat of foundation, anticipating all of the photos that were going to be taken. I thought- I thought he looked great, and I cannot stress this enough. The man was at work. The man came to do his job. More on that to come. But I, heading into the evening, I was so excited to, like, experience being in the same room as Leonardo DiCaprio, and it really lived up to it. It's just, like, talk to me about height. Height? Okay, I was wearing pretty high heels, like, three to four inches. And and you are tall. And I'm, yeah, I'm 5'8". So I think he was, like, so I was around six feet in my shoes. He probably was, like... I don't know, 5'11", I okay. would say. Five, ten, right. five I'm going to put him at 5'11". He had like a, he had a smaller stature than I was expecting. I mean, they all do all, and that this has nothing to do with like actual height or assigning value to height, but it's just when you are a movie star and you're projected on a giant screen, you are like quite literally larger than life. So seeing a real star in person, they always seem smaller. Yes, I will say my only exception to this is Jennifer Garner, who right. is taller and more magnetic than I, ex- and I expected. I will but- say Jacob Elordi, really tall in person. <laughs> <laughs> Just that communicated from across the room or a red carpet to me. Leo didn't have like this magnetic force field around him that some celebrities do, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also think part of that is, again, like he was at work. But second of all, like I think that there's just like 
there's something so unique about him that that's why I was, like, so excited to be in the same room and to yeah. experience it that is so unlike any other celebrity. It's sort of like he's just been doing almost exactly the same thing for, like, over 30 years. And, like, I'm not tired of it, and I respect it. And he also, I think, but, but like, at the same time, I think he has, like, professionally matured a lot. And we'll talk more about the Killers of the Flower Moon presentation during, during the show. But. Sure, I have some follow-ups, <laughs> I have questions for someone who is in the room. But it was just genuinely thrilling. And, like, I, I could definitely be jaded about, like, celebrity stuff. But, like, being inches from... Leonardo DiCaprio when he's not surrounded by like a posse was like a genuinely thrilling moment that I will hold on to. And like, I I feel grateful to have experienced it. Well, that's wonderful. I'm thrilled as well. <laughs> it's also nice that it happened like at the beginning of the night. I know. You know? Right so you don't beginning. have to like worry about like, am I going to see him? You know, what's going to, it's just that it's, you you got the big stuff out of the way and you can just kind of enjoy the rest it's, of the it's night. It's true. And it was like, that was the one thing I was excited about. And then it came to fruition so quickly that like everything yeah. else was just sort of like sure. a bonus. And it was really exciting. Okay. So you have your Leo sighting and then the awards ceremony begins. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I talked to like some other, some other attendees. There's like a lot of like producers there. Yeah. Like meaning many different things. Right. So everyone sits down. Yes, at a at round table. It's a dinner. So yeah. it's it's sort of a Golden Globesy type yeah. undertaking. Yes. The fact that and now having gone to this, it's a good, a good comp. I don't know how anyone ever is quiet at all. I guess the only for fear of being on TV. Because if right. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be on camera, I maybe wouldn't talk. But like people just talk the whole time, basically. Right. For, like, I was moments. gonna ask, how bored were you? How long was the award ceremony and how bored were you? The, it was like it was long. It was like three hours. Sure. I, I wasn't that bored because people would just, like, get up and mill around. I, like, ran into a friend and, ran, you know, and then, like, knew someone else when we were chatting. Like, there was opportunity for for fun to be had. So it wasn't just, like, butts in seats, no, no. talking. No. And I, it was it was such incredible celebrity watching. And then, like, at one point, my t- I was, like, sitting next to a table. I don't even know what the table was, but Natalie Portman came over to talk to the people there. So she mm-hmm. was, like— right behind me, like, over my shoulder for, like, mm-hmm. five minutes. And she mm-hmm. was, like, just, like, chatting. You know, like, people are, like, saying hi to each other and stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't that boring. I know. It's like a work event for them, you know? Yeah, people you literally. haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it's really, it's very funny. Okay, so awards ceremony starts. Is yes. there a host? No. There's, like, VO being like, and now so-and-so is coming up to present so-and-so. Okay. Do you want to take us through some memorable moments of the ceremony? Thanks, please, Amanda. Please, the floor is yours. Adam Driver was there. Adam yes. Driver is fucking striking, man. He really is. Many people, I would say the majority of people read from a teleprompter. Adam Driver gets up on stage, they turn off the teleprompter, and he's come with like a packet of papers. And he is okay. there to tell a long, charming, endearing story about Michael Mann, the director of Adam yes. Driver's next film, Ferrari. Ferrari. Open on Christmas Day, I believe. I'm really looking forward to it. I I got to say, I forgot how much I love Adam Driver. I was, yeah, and I'm he's also wonderful. gonna be, I'm gonna be incredibly honest with you, Amanda. I was thinking about his sex scenes with Jessa from Girls as he was sure. giving the speech. <laughs> yeah, I mean that those were formative for all of us. That was a, a generational moment. He's wonderful. I saw Ferrari. How was it? I thought it was very good. I, I can't you know, wait. I, I had a couple notes that I look forward to discussing with the world at large. 
I, th- I think it will become readily apparent to everyone once they see the movie what the notes are. But all I thought Adam Driver was great. I thought all of the racing stuff was great. And I say that as like not an F1 person. Sure. And it's also very endearing. Adam Driver is not always comfortable in the promotional phase of a movie star role. But he seems to just freaking love Michael Mann and have loved this he, experience. He loves and Michael just, like, Mann. out here. Yeah. So, so he told which like, is a also, long like, story that was very Michael Mann. And like, I, I felt, I was like, as this was going on, I was like, God, this is like so wasted on me. Like, I, like Chris Ryan should be here and not me. No, I know. But it's, it's endearing that he likes Michael Mann so much because all the men in our life, and yes. specifically Chris Ryan and Bill Simmons, love Michael Mann so much. And I'm just like, oh, that's nice. It's like it's just like another one of my friends. You guys are all on this little boat together. Totally. And he told and he made a heat joke in this very long story. And basically right, the long yeah. story was about how my, how Michael Mann like picks you up in like an Uber and like drives with you somewhere and like that's how he like conducts his business he makes calls and then he like forgot his wallet in a 7-Eleven so he drove across traffic he like ran across traffic <laughs> it was like a long animated story and you were exactly right Adam Driver seemed like he was having fun and he was so happy to be honoring this guy who he like really enjoyed working with and Adam Driver like was like the sort of the the narrative arc led to Adam Driver explaining how like Michael Mann always leads with humanity and I think that, like, it was just, it just seems like Adam Driver respects him so much. So now I'm excited to see Ferrari. So Adam right. Driver did his job very well. And now I will probably go see this film when perhaps I might not have, although I almost definitely would have. And I, I just, man, he's hot. He's really hot. <laughs> and another a striking and a, and a tall, tall presence. Yes, a tall yeah, presence. And, tall. Yeah, and he was, like, hunched over reading it. Large, and it was just, just a large guy. It was he's so also Adam very, Driver. very large in Ferrari. On purpose, but it's, right. you know, yeah, it's shot also, that way. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was so Adam Driver to, like, rebuff the teleprompter. Just be like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. So, right. Which was pretty great. So, is teleprompter a, night, a good segue into Bobby De Niro? Sure, yes. So, <laughs> what? Okay. What the hell happened, Julia? <laughs> okay. So, there was a couple of, there's, like, a bunch of awards and then a few, like, honorary awards. And one of them went to Martin Scorsese, who was not in attendance. But many people from the cast of, of Killers, Killers with Flower, Flower Moon, including Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone were there, and also several people from the Osage Nation. And so Robert De Niro is there to, like, introduce the film reel before the rest of the cast comes up on stage. And so he's reading from the teleprompter, and he's... Ex- and and. In the room, we're just like, oh, he's like this bumbling guy who's like messed up reading the teleprompter because he's like, he's reading and then he gets tripped up and he's like, no, go back, go back. And then it's and then it's not there, whatever he's looking for. So he keeps reading. And then they play the reel, which is like two minutes. And then after the reel, Robert De Niro clarifies what has happened. And what has happened is he wrote a longer version of these remarks, which he delivered. And because he gave them to the Gotham Awards to go on the teleprompter, there was the opportunity for someone to edit them unbeknownst to him. So Robert De Niro then pulls out his papers and he says, they've edited me. I'm going to read to you what it said. And what was left out was, I actually think it's being mischaracterized online. Maybe this is just my own bias. Like, it was basically like a an anti-Trump monologue about like truth and facts and humanity. And he doesn't say Trump. He says like the former president or whatever. He says, I think he says humanity. 
and it, it's it's not controversial, but it's definitely like part of Robert De Niro's anti-Trump persona, which has right. been around for a while now. And so then after he says all the remarks, he gets to the point where he's supposed to thank the Gotham Awards and Apple for their support of the film. And he says, I don't want to thank them, them being the Gotham Awards. He's like, they don't deserve it. And then he does, but he does thank Apple and then the, the cast comes on stage. And it was honestly hilarious. It was so, so funny. I think the whole clip is on the Variety Instagram account, so you can check it out. Yeah. It was so funny. And also, like, coming on the heels of his trial around the lawsuit from his former <laughs> assistant, where, like, we've been, we were getting a lot more information about Robert De Niro's personal demeanor. It was just, like, a very funny turn of events. I loved it. So, I was not at the Gotham Awards, but I read a lot of, like, written reports about uh-huh. what happened, which sort of explain it. And then they give the text of what he added back in to the speech mm-hmm. of what was cut and what added back in. And when written out, it does sound... Like, it's like half doddering old man (laughs) and half MSNBC grandpa, you know? And, like, I think Robert De Niro is an MSNBC grandpa at at this point in his life. It was definitely MSNBC grandpa. I think when he read it, because it's Robert De Niro, I'm sort of, like, not taking it seriously as, like, MSNBC grandpa. I'm like, this is a performance from a storied performer. Yeah, which which he also still is. Okay, so in, in the room, it played more... Like he he was on it and and mad. Yeah, definitely. Okay. He was all right. He was, that's good. You know, he was mad at the Gothams, and it was funny. Okay. And your impression was that he was mad at the Gothams and not at Apple. Yes. Okay. I read some reports that suggested that he suggested Apple was behind it. He but... kind of like elided it, which is possible. Okay. But okay. to me, in the room, it sounded like he was all mad right. At the you were there. He, would, he wouldn't name them. So that was yeah. what it. That's what it okay. sounded like. Okay. Also, I, I would say at this point his most impactful performance, I'm not saying his best by any means, but for me, Juliette Lippmann, his most impactful performance is in The Intern. So I felt like I was in The Intern when he was reading. Okay, great. (laughs) That guy really takes a stand against, you know, totalitarianism in the form of falling in love with Rene Russo, the office masseuse. How how is Leo processing this moment? Thank you for asking. You're asking so many questions that I'm just pleased by. So he doesn't acknowledge it. And okay. is he like off to the side? Is he looking down? Is he like he's what's... not on stage yet when this happens? So he's still in, okay. his, in his seat, and I can't see him. I could have stood, I guess, but it seemed like it might I have think been a bit that much. you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, boundaries, self respect. So he goes. So then the cast goes on stage, and Lily Gladstone is mm-hmm. the speaker for the group. Bob De Niro steps back. Or, sorry, before that is, you know, the the chief of the Osage Nation. He speaks first, then Lily Gladstone. And then she comes up and she talks about, like, Martin Scorsese and she talks about how he accepted, like, all these invitations to meet the Osage people and, like, just really the way he collaborated and and sort of... It's, this, this film, Killers of the Cloud Flower Moon, is a real departure from how Native people have been portrayed in Hollywood historically. This reminds me of one thing that also was cut out from Robert De Niro's speech, which he added back in, which was a dig at John Wayne for right, being yes. anti, yeah. anti-Native American, which mm-hmm. is, I think, a pretty crazy thing to actually cut out in support of this film. It's like, it's like, a, yeah, and a good point. But anyway, so Lily Gladstone does most of the talking and she's incredibly like, she's, she's just like really lovely. I don't know. I, I liked I, her. I don't know I a lot think about she's, her. 
She's extraordinary. I think she's amazing in Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon did not submit for the Gothams. So Lily Gladstone actually won, she won the best lead performer for a different film, which I haven't seen, called The Unknown Country. Right. But I... Sorry to make this big pick. I did also interpret this as, like, everyone uh, is really behind Lily Gladstone yeah. in the Best Actress, which, uh, like, I I am as well. I think she's extraordinary, so... Yeah, and, like, you, I understood why. She was just seems, like, lovely on stage. And she has a real presence. Like, she... Yes. When she is on the screen with Leonardo DiCaprio, like, you don't look at Leo, which is really saying something. She has, like, a really beautiful speaking voice, too. I think, like, her cadence is, like, really beautiful and, like, smooth. She should do some audiobooks. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes. All that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So... A few days last week before Thanksgiving, I got a press release, not because I was going to the Gotham, just because I'm like on some weird press list about how Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio would be there to support this award for Martin Scorsese. And they mentioned Lily Gladstone as well. But like, I think the headline says like Leo and Robert De Niro. And like, you understand why they're, they're mega famous. And like, yeah, I was paying attention. So I thought it was like pretty cool that though I had my, my three second brush with Leonardo DiCaprio. I, he did not speak in any way that I saw. I did not hear his voice at all last night. And he stood in the background. He looked as polished and as wonderful as ever, ready for the photos. 
And he was there to support the film and to take and, and to literally stand in the back so people would pay attention yeah. but not be the center of attention. And that sort of like makes me love him even more, which like maybe is a low bar, but like that's sort of like him yeah. using his fame in a nice way, I think. I think they have been very deliberate about that throughout the the actual making of the film and the, and the I, I don't know, have you seen Killers yet? No, but I, now I'm going to. Yeah, it's I mean it's very long. I understand why, but the way that Killers of the Flower Moon was made, Martin Scorsese and and Leonardo DiCaprio was always attached, but they kind of reset the entire adaptation process because they felt that it was focusing too much on the, the white men in the film, mm-hmm. essentially. And 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 Leo actually switches characters, and they he have plays a been... villain, right? Yes, yeah. She, Lily Gladstone mentioned that. Yes, he does. And just kind of the way that they have both actually like made the film and then trying to present it is to really center the Lily Gladstone character and the Osage people. And I, I, I admire it as well. And I, and I think, I think that movie is astonishing. So I really recommend it to anyone who has not seen it, but yeah, I, they, that's on purpose. So, and, and I admire that. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, obviously, I'm not like watching as closely, but I it was like very clear that that was a strategy, and I was like, good strategy. That's like, yeah. that's like a step forward for Hollywood in a way. So, yes. which again, maybe it's a low bar, but it is true nevertheless. Yeah. Okay. Some other presenters. Sure. Brian Williams presented an award to Bradley Cooper, and Brian Williams like was really, really happy to be presenting an award. I oh, I thought was, you were going to say to Bradley Cooper, but just in general, Brian Williams uh, was happy to be back. So happy. And he yeah. was like, this is the biggest audience I've had in whatever, because I'm on cable. And he also was like, Bradley, Carrie, and then I think Lewis, is that the name of the other actor in the movie? Uh, I need to look that up in a second. He was like, get comfortable shoes because you're going to be coming up here a lot during award season. It was just like okay. so lame. It's like, okay, I, like you're not an expert on anything as made clear by your lying. But it it was just weird. And then Bradley Cooper came on stage with two of Leonard Bernstein's kids that he worked that, that mm-hmm. okayed the nose and <laughs> Carrie Mulligan and this sure. third actor who I'm going to look up right now. And it was great. Bradley Cooper is like so happy and he's also like just here to do his job. I'm loving that his glasses are part of his Leonard Bernstein era camp uh, awards okay. campaign. And I was just like, was hoping he would end his speech with a go birds or some kind of like eagles something, since that's the main arena in which I'm seeing him these days. But he didn't. I think he's probably trying to keep them separate so that all the awards... (laughs) He's playing... Like, his award strategy this season is like, I'm a serious auteur, and he's playing to the, the, uh, the voters of a certain age. I would say he is playing to traditionalists. I I really liked Maestro, and I'm really fascinated for everyone to see it. I'm excited to see it. Go see it in a theater. I know that you're not going know, to, but, but go to see it. That. Go see it in a theater because it's about music, and so the music needs to be blasting around you. You know, it's I coming feel like out this weekend, right? Yes, if it's not out already, I the, you know how Netflix does. It's a Netflix film, so yeah. they release them in a limited number of theaters for a limited number of weeks, and then it's available to everyone on Netflix. And most people will see it on Netflix, and more people will be able to see it on Netflix, which is cool. But I feel like our sound setups mm-hmm. at home are like a really under-examined yes. portion of the at-home viewing experience, and so especially when it's something that's about music. 
You just, you want to have it going 360. You know, maybe you have that set up at home. I'll tell you, I don't. I have a Bose soundbar, but it's like not that good. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't have mine plugged in. <laughs> I don't know where it is actually because Knox could reach it. And so we had to hide it. Oh, I understand. The third actor who I keep referring to, and I don't know his name and you texted me about is Gideon Glick. Okay. Who? I, do, I, I have, I don't remember who, oh, maybe I remember who he, he plays. Anyway. Good movie. Bradley Cooper must be thrilled to be at back out on the trail. I think he is. He seemed he seemed happy. Again, yeah. he was here here to do work. The most earnest acceptance speech came from Charles Melton, who won for yeah. May, May December, December, the Todd Haynes movie. He's wonderful. In I can't film. wait to see it. Julianne Moore is more stunning in person than I ever could have imagined. She is just so beautiful. Her so striking. She's so, she is just deeply beautiful. And also, every morning when I look at my, the, the sunscreen bottle on my, you know, you know, in my, whatever, my drawer, my cabinet, mm-hmm. my cabinet, that's the word I was looking for. And I think about, am I going to put this on today or not? And then I think of Julianne Moore, who I know, who is, has been vocal about sun protection. I mean, her, she's really pale. Yeah, her her skin needs are different than mine, but she talks a lot about it. And I think about all the good that it's done her, you know? And then I'm like, it's and but it's too late for me. So <laughs> why start now? But anyway, Julianne Moore is literally who I think of when I just think of just the preservation, right? And yeah. and innate beauty and then also just like making it stretch with common sense routines. So Good for Julianne Moore and good for the SPF industry, except I don't always participate in it. Yeah, she was beautiful. The most stunning person I encountered was someone from the Gilded Age. Right. I also oh, love the Gilded I, Age. I meant to Google, oh, this person, Morgan Spector. Okay, yeah, Morgan he's very Spector. handsome. He is so much more handsome in person. He walks with like his chest held so high. He's married to Rebecca Hall. I think that's why he was there. She oh. presented. He presented too, though. He plays Mr. Russell in the Gilded Age. Amanda, I'm delighted to tell you that by just total coincidence, this will be one of two events at which I will be attending with Morgan Spector this week. I'm also going to a Gilded Age press event on Thursday. Oh, you are going. So you're going to yeah. see opera with the Gilded Age cast. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will, do you think they'll stay for the opera? No, I don't think so. Okay. They probably, like me, will have to leave at some point to get home for the Golden Bachelor. Morgan Spector is like the hottest person I've been around in a long time. Like, uh, like... Like, gives me, like, butterflies hot. I'm just like, wow, why isn't this man more famous? Holy shit, he is hot. (laughs) That's great. I think that's bringing a little something extra to Gilded Age. So Gilded Age season two is, like, really happening. Like, the people, I'm hearing from people bit by bit. Everyone's getting on the train. It's so unhinged and so fun that, like, there's no, for me, I, I look forward to it. Like, when the Eagles game ended on Sunday night, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I have 41 minutes until the Gilded Age. What should I do? <laughs> I was like really excited. What did you do? <laughs> I don't remember. It was not okay. nearly as meaningful as watching uh, the Gilded Age. So you're like Gilded Age live. Oh, <laughs> the second it's available, I'm tuning in. I, I honestly love it. It is so much fun. It is just an absolutely crazy show. So while I was traveling for Thanksgiving, you you shared the news of this event with a select group of, of, of friends, colleagues, and Gilded Age viewers. <laughs> My Gilded Age crew. <laughs> yeah. And so like so like the Gilded Age group chat was going, but you guys 
were throwing so many specific references so fast. Like you got through so many characters that I had no idea who they were. And I was like, well, I, you know, you know, sometimes you get to the group chat and it's like 12 texts long. Yeah. And, and you're, you're like, like, well, I, I can't, ca- I can't catch up. I missed my window. And I had missed my window in the sense that I could not think of any more characters to mention because Chris had already shouted out the guy who built the clock or is building the clock. And Mrs. Van Ryan was taken and that's it. That's what that's I got. That's all you got? Yeah. I think I mentioned Cousin Dashiell, who I'm I'm, I'm big on, to, big on is, Cousin Dashiell. Did you, did you watch the, this week's episode? No, I'm not caught up, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Is he the one who's sleeping with Laura Benanti? No, that's Lawrence. <laughs> God. Oh, excuse me. Cousin okay. Dashiell is the new cousin who maybe Louisa Jacobson could be with or something. Oh, who has... He's, he's the, the widower. Yeah, he's, he's the, the widower, widower and he's the daughter, but he's like a cousin enough to remove that it's yeah. okay. okay. There's now a Duke on the show. Oh, who? I don't know. His, he's just like the Duke. He's got an English accent. It's okay. I, I, don't, I don't even... He looks like... Oh, like who's pop- going to marry him and give all of their American money? Hopefully Gladys. The, that's what... The, young, the daughter, the daughter oh, of the Russells. Oh, right, right, right. The Farmiga. Right. Okay. The Farmiga. Oh, also, there's like a lot of Boston accent happening from Robert oh, Sean no. Leonard, who's so oh, firmly no. in his Bill Pullman era. It's like weird. <laughs> I'm just like, this is a role that Bill Pullman would have played in 1994. And there's just like a lot happening. I, <laughs> I fucking love this show. I just, I need to talk to you after you watch this week's episode. Okay. All right. I'll catch up. Anyway, so Morgan Spector. Unbearably hot. Every time he walked by. And he like went, he like moved around a lot. I was just unbearably hot. I can't wait to see him again in two days time. And then I'm trying to think. Morgan Spector is sort of like any game. Like, God, that guy's hot. But there was a lot, there was like a lot of other celebrities there. Natalie Portman, Michelle Williams. Oh, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig. Yes. an award. For Barbie, sure. Really charming speech together where like the running joke was like they did all of it to get Ryan Gosling to text them. To text and them, now yeah. Text I, I watched that. I watched that video. It Greta was cute. Looked, it was cute. Greta seemed, like, nervous. But, and she's a performer. She's used yeah. to this stuff. But I guess she's, she's... I think she was playing Greta. I think she was, like, okay. kind of, like, playing okay. I mean, herself. this is the thing. Even a YouTube video yeah. can't really communicate the energy in the room. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, she looked great. A lot of capes. Capes are apparently the go-to dress style for those in the know. So, okay. so Keep that in mind. Thank you so much for all of my cape opportunities <laughs> in the next few weeks. Um, Julianne Moore was wearing a cape as well. I think I saw another yeah. one as, too. And yeah, I mean, it was just astonishing. Like there was just also the way that famous people interact with each other is just so casual. They're, again, it's like colleagues seeing each other. It's yeah. like, okay, see you at the next one. See you at the next one. Though sometimes I do think that they do that even though they've never met before. Sure. It's, it's like, just like, well, we're like in a NBA famous players. person society. And so it's like, hey, hey. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. That's like if I saw someone from camp, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. We don't know each other, but we both know like the same song. Yeah, cheer. exactly. So <laughs> overall, I had just an absolutely wonderful time. I mean, I okay. love it was it was a great pick me up. You know, it's like the Monday, as I, said, as I said, Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the I just want to talk about the winners just for like two seconds. Oh, sure. So and also, Charles Melton won. Past lives, too. Yeah, so Charles Melton won Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly happy. Right. And, like, was everyone in the room happy? Yeah. Yes. And People then, stood for Lily Gladstone. A lot of support sure. for her. A lot. Yeah. She seemed surprised, I think, because it was for, like, her other movie. I think everyone right. was kind of surprised. Oh, the other people who are, like, beloved is the cast of Beef. Stephen oh, sure. presented. 
and Ali Wong won, and she she may have been wearing a cape as well. And there was like a lot of like Netflix Netflix cheer in the room. Okay, got it. And then Past Lives won Best, Best feature. feature. Yes. And what was the what was the vibe there? I think it honestly it was like a little bit muted, but I got the impression that people really like Greta Lee. And oh, good. the filmmaker's name is Celine, right? Celine Song, yeah. Celine Song. She was really like happy. She kept doing this thing where she kept she kept saying my crew. She'd be like, my crew, I mean our crew, like my cast, I mean our cast. Like she tried to like shift away from like my to our. Right. Which I kind of found sweet. Like she's trying to like again like play the role. And she just doesn't have as many reps as some of these other people. Exactly. Yeah. But she'll get them. Okay. I liked that movie, so I was happy for them. I did as well. Eon wasn't there, which was a bummer because he's really hot. Similarly, yeah, it's just, you know, I only wanted hot people in the room or like the ones that I, I lust after. And then I think people seemed happy that it was over at 10. So like... Sure. I don't... I Maybe there was an after party or something. I don't think there was. And like a friend of mine was like, this is the latest I've been out in a long time. So yeah. I think people were ha- happy to go home. And it's the beginning of a long road. I mean, the Oscars are still like, what, four or five months away? <laughs> Maybe four. They're in March, so yeah, four. yeah, four months. Wow. That's... Plus, everyone's on. Uh, everyone's busy because the Emmys are in January. Yes. So, which I, by the way, I think the Emmys should always be in January, and it should just totally. be like award season, and everybody like gets out, and then you know it's all done. It was honestly great. It's like definitely better than going to the Oscars because it's more intimate, fewer people, less fancy. Have no you been to the Oscars? No, but I don't okay. want to go. <laughs> I, like... I just like I just imagine this being much better. No, this seems more fun. The Oscars, you would get like a nosebleed seat. And, yeah, you know, the Oscars is like going to this cool parties. The Super Bowl. It's yeah. way better to watch at home. She says yeah, never totally. having been to either. Same. <laughs> but no interest. Juliet, such a great time. Great report. Great Thank you. report. Should this be your new thing where we just send you to black tie events and then I I'm ask so a million ready. questions? People I know you're ready me. and I hate going to them. So, but I want to know everything. Yeah, I, I had a great time. I'll start wearing a GoPro on my head for you so you can experience <laughs> it that way. I, yeah, I just really, thank you for caring, Amanda. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you for going. Thank you for your attention to detail. You're so and welcome. I'm going to see a lot of these movies too. Great. I, I think they're all pretty good movies. Anatomy <laughs> of a Fall won uh, Best Shoot, International yeah. Features. Well, that's, I recommend that as well to people. That's good. One of the filmmakers from that, um, the second time he won, he was like, I'm just going to use this opportunity to say I really love Bob Dylan. So if anyone knows him, <laughs> Let me know. It was really, it was really charming. That's really good. I like yeah. that a lot. I did too. Okay. It was great. Yeah. I mean, personal highlight being in, being adjacent to the, the path of Leonardo DiCaprio, probably yeah. lasting highlight is MSNBC grandpa, Robert De Niro. I mean, okay. that's just lasting incredible. Okay. Great. I'm glad that we can spin that into a highlight. I was a little concerned, but. No, it was yeah. funny in the room. It was not a big deal. I mean, okay. it was like a big deal because he was It wasn't mad. an outrage thing in the room. Right. No, like this like rant, like people like saying he okay. like ranted. He didn't. He just like read his prepared remarks, which was like, he hates Trump. We know that about him. And he's using his op- the opportunity to say yeah. it. Yeah, great. I had one other thing I wanted to mention to you, Amanda. Yeah. This morning, I finally listened to Princess Eugenie on Table Manners. I've only, I've only done clips so far. I was traveling. It, it was hard to get it in. Here's what I want to tell you. Yeah. I love it when Jesse and Lenny don't really like someone and you can kind of tell by the end. And I can't, I got that impression. I can tell that Lenny is not a royalist. And yeah. she she asked Eugenie about if her 
uncle and cousin would like bring in change and like Eugenie didn't really have a, the perfect answer. Right. And it wasn't flying with Lenny. Okay. I feel that this, this interview is probably the best look into the absurdity and atypicalness of royal life that, that we've gotten. Like just the way that she talked about some of like the very quotidian stuff that's just hilarious. It's just really small things just about how like they had different right. behavior. Like when her grandma was around versus when she wasn't. Like what's the appropriate age to go to boarding school right. and like things like that. So I, I'd recommend it. Right. She And I the clip of that she never has delivery food. And never so that she got a, a curry the other night. Okay. One last bit that stuck out of like, wow, this is like a really royal person. Lenny was asking, apparently Eugenie and, and Jack Brooksbank moved to the Portugal because they're like part of like some developing of like some golf course property or whatever. Yeah, so he, they, yeah he works there. And so I think they can live like cheaply. So they split, yeah, also Portugal is kind of cheap. So they split their time between Portugal and the UK. And Eugenie's like talking about how they live in Portugal as if like it's present. And so then Lenny's like, so where are you going to send your kids? And she was like, oh, like he's in nursery in London or whatever she said. And then there's just like silence because there's such like a fundamental like lack of understanding of like the logistics of Eugenie's life. It was just like really funny. (laughs) It's just like so far from normal. Like they just like couldn't understand. So I recommend it. It's a great look into royal life. And that's all I have. I just have one more thing, which is that the JLo press tour for this album that's allegedly coming Mm. has started up again. Mm. And it in- included what looked like JLo doing like a movie musical. Mm-hmm. I, I that will be available on Prime Video. Will it be similar to the movie with Owen Wilson with some of my favorite pop songs <laughs> of the century? <laughs> no, I think that's the problem. I think that she is trying to do like an her, actual musical. Well, yeah, or like her Lemonade or her. All too well, the short oh. film. Yeah, no, Not great. I, I have a, like a little bit of. Con- I have some concerns. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I will as well. Uh, I also do think that we've known that this album has been like quote unquote on its way for like over a year, but that's right. fine. Okay. All well, right. We'll we'll report back. Thank you to our producer Jade Whaley. Thank you to my friends Ashley and Lindsay for having me at the Gotham Awards. Thank you to Morgan Spector for being hot. And thank you to you, Amanda. Thanks for so many great questions. You're so welcome. Thanks for being brave and venturing out into the world. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday next week, everybody. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.